I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to a special version of the Scottish Suns Audio podcast. Looking ahead to the fourth round of the William Hill Scottish Cup this weekend. And without doubt, Andy Devlin, all these roads lead to Tynecastle this weekend. Hearts versus Aberdeen, 5.30 Saturday evening. Third against second in the country and the undoubted tie of the round. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. It's the that and the Airdrie Dundee United game, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute, Roger. That's the two games that leap out the fixture list from you. Yeah, I mean, it's a mouth-watering tying store at Tynecastle. Both teams going really well, certainly in the league, and it's very, very tough to call that one. Aberdeen of late, you know, those, I think we touched on it last time we did the podcast about the drop points over the, the Christmas period at Petaudry in the league. Hearts have looked really good at home, and that might just give them an advantage. However, you can be sure Aberdeen will bring an immense travelling support down to Edinburgh. Yeah, and you, I mean, you say Hearts have been good at home, and you're right, but arguably Aberdeen's best 45 minutes of the season was that first half in Gorgie in the league early on the mm-hmm. season. Now again, fantastic form. Derek McInnes has already said he wants more silverware, having won a League Cup a, a season or two back. Would you mark them down as slight favourites, or do you fancy a home win? No, I think Hearts. I, I, I do. I mean, I've, I've seen Aberdeen uh, once or twice of late, and yeah, you're right. I mean, the, 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 the three nothing at Tynecastle, and they've obviously just recently won at Petaudry one nothing with the away Adam Rooney penalty. Hearts, I think, will have a point to prove against the mid-table sides uh, in the league since coming back up from the Championship. They have struggled against Aberdeen. They have struggled against Celtic. So, you know, I think that Hearts and Robbie Nielsen in particular will be looking to say, listen. Let's get a result against one of the, the, the so-called big teams in the league. Well, the feel they owe Aberdeen one, given that they, they, they dug in very hard to try and get a point to Petodre recently and, and only lost out to that late Adam Rooney penalty. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a moment of madness from, from, from young uh, Jordan McGee. But, you know, I, I think Hearts, if, you, if you're looking at the two games, I think Hearts will be more concerned about what happened to Tynecastle and the way they were taken apart by Aberdeen there. So, you know, in terms of having a point to prove, I think probably the first game when they faced Aberdeen having come back up, I think that will probably be more on their minds than, than what happened at Petodre just a few weeks ago. You touched on the game you're heading to at the weekend at uh, the Shybury Excelsior. Airdrie, first win under Eddie Willeke Black last week against an Indy United side that just can't buy a win just now. Yeah, and we spoke about it, Roger, just uh, just prior to just over New Year, just about how you know Dundee United so soft at the back and uh, you know so soft in the middle of the park. <laughs> you know, for a change of goalkeeper, and again, Kiwashiwa, you know, he's obviously had a, a nightmare start to his Dundee United career in terms of of equaliser at Dens Park. So, yeah, if there's one game, if you look through it, if there's one game, you know, Hibs have got a, a tricky game against Wraith Rovers. But if you if you look at, you know, the the, the 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 cup ties over the course of the weekend, then that is the one place where you think, okay, there might be an upset. There could be an upset. The one thing Eddie Willeke Black will surely tell his Airdrie players is, if you lose the first goal, don't panic, right. because the Dundee United, on four occasions mm-hmm. lately, St Johnson, Hamilton, Hearts, the Dundee Derby, mm-hmm. they've scored first and they've still mm-hmm. lost the game. I think I think it's happened eight times this season, which 
I'm also like to believe it's eight times more than it happened last season. So I mean, it tells you all you need to know about the the confidence and the psychological state of. I mean, mix with pattern line and this week has spoken about considering bringing in a shrink to, to talk to the players, and it, you know it, it's desperate desperate measures. But these are desperate times for Dundee United. You know, Stephen Thompson has had a, a pop today at the previous manager, the chairman. He's telling Mixu and uh, that you know there will be money to spend, but you know if if you've got no you know, if, 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 the, if the defence is licking goals as badly as United's are, then, you know, on the just side, it's a plastic pitch. You know, the weather just now, wind and rain, it is not the place you want to be going looking for, you know, to get through safely into the next round, put it that way. A tricky one for United's city rivals, Dundee, as well. They're at home, but against a Falkirk team that are going well in the Championship, they're currently splitting Rangers and Hibs in second place, and they reached the Cup final last season. They did, and, you know, they're... We spoke to Jim Duffy earlier in the week, Roger, and I think the beauty of, of, of the Scottish Cup and the League Cup to an extent as well is that over the last few years there have been, Queen of the South obviously got to the final, that small provincial clubs, that there is there is a path, if you like, to Hamden. And Falkirk, you're right, have been going tremendously well. Again, they're very well organised, they're good balance to their team. And Peter Houston's, you know, he's a kind of wily old manager in that regard. He's been over the score. He's obviously won the Scottish Cup with, with Dundee United, so nothing will, will, will phase him in that regard. And you're right, you know, Dundee, great win against United. You would think that would give Dundee a lift because they, they were they were certainly uh, you know in a poor run of form and, and results, but you know, massive win in the derby. Massive win in the derby. A real setback with a horrible injury to, to James McPake in the yeah. derby. He's out, Julian Exabiguran is out with mm. an eye injury and indeed of today brought in Darn Lodi in a short term deal to, to plug that hole at the back. Yeah, good bit of business I think from Paul Hartley there. You know, Darn's obviously been in India, but I mean he's obviously kept himself fit. You look at I just think Stephen Pearson. Stephen Pearson was in was was over in India and has come back and you know has done fantastically well for Motherwell. So you know he's experienced. He's somebody that Paul Hartley knows. He's somebody that Paul Hartley can rely on. You know, James McPay, terrible for the lad. And you know, again, I've seen Dundee quite a few times this season. Saw them the fact the very first game of the season against Kilmarnock. James McPay was absolutely tremendous, Roger. He really was, uh, and he undoubtedly will be a, a, a huge loss for, for Dundee for the rest. Well, what, what we don't know the extent of it, but it looks as if he'll be out for the rest of the season. Yeah, we, we, we touched on Falkirk. They obviously lost right at the death in the cup final last year against Inverness. Callie Thistle. John Hughes' men start the defence of the William Hill Scottish Cup away at Stirling Albion on Saturday. And they do so with, with Miles Story having signed an extension to his loan deal from Swindon. He'll be at Inverness to the end of the season. That must be a boost, Andy. Yeah, again, a very good bit of business by, by, by John Hughes. Again, they, 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 you know, it's a club that all these managers are they're, they're functioning and they're working on a, a very tight budget. Shoestrings is the word, Roger. So you, you know, they've got to wheel and deal and you know, search these, these bargain basement bins, if you like. But again, he's done well. I don't envisage Genverness having any problems there. You know, they'll be they'll be looking to go off to a solid start, you know, in terms of defence of the trophy. Whether they can, you know, repeat the feat of last season, you know, remains to be seen. Well you fancy them strongly for no other reason than they're banging form, they're on the best run of form of the season. They took seven out of nine yeah. in terms of points over the festive season. They're now into the top six. I think if they win their game in hand, they can go above their rivals, Ross mm. County, who they defeated in the Highland Derby on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, I was going to say that was I mean Ross you just look at Ross County this season and the way they've been going under Jim McIntyre and that, you know that was a huge one for, for Inverness last week it really was I actually thought County might do something there you know as it, as it turns out they didn't you know a team high in confidence a team playing well and again Yogi just getting the best out I don't think we're being disrespectful to say it. you know it's not a hugely talented squad of players but you know they're hard working they're honest and Yogi just gets the best out continually gets the best out of them 
Ross County, but they will be looking to bounce back from that Island Derby defeat. They go to the League One leaders in Fermo at the weekend. A fascinating interview with our own Robert Thompson speaking to Ross County manager Jim McIntyre, mm. who heads back to East End Park for the first time since he was sacked as gaffer at the Pars. He's a different manager now, and he will feel he can get past what could be one of the banana skins of the fourth round, Andy? Yeah, I suppose, but I don't think Jim, Jim will have a point to prove. I think he, he did the piece in the paper during the week, in the Sun during the week, just saying how he's a better manager. There's no doubt his sacking from Dunfermline hurt him, uh, you know, at the time. There's no doubt about that. I thought it was particularly unjust, but it's the way of the world just now. You know, clubs chopping and changing managers. He's gone to Ross County. He has completely galvanised that club, has made some very shrewd signings, and again has got a, a side up there who you used to think, you know, you got there and it's, you know, you know, nine men behind the ball, ten men behind the ball, whatever, and they would just, you know, defend, defend. But they don't, you know, Ross County play an attractive style of football, and that is, you know, huge credit to, to Jim and obviously to, to Billy Dodgy's number two. Talking about quality managers, Mark McGee, manager of Motherwell, announced this morning as SPFL Premiership Manager of the Month for December. He's got them going in the league. He will surely get them going in the cup at the weekend at home to Highland League Cove Rangers. You would think so. You would think so. And I, you know, ritually deserved. Uh, you know, I thought for, for for Mark McGee to be named manager of the month, unbeaten through the month of December, which obviously included that victory at Parkhead, the first since two thousand and eight. So you know, he was a standout choice for for that award. And very unlucky last week, Mother will not to get the, the the win over Hamilton in the derby. A late goal, bit of controversy there, but. Motherwell, are t- again, they're a team transformed. You talk about Ross County, Motherwell are exactly the same. They're a team transformed. McGee has come in, he has got them, every single player on that side working extremely hard. Lionel Ainsworth just now is out of the side because perhaps McGee feels he isn't getting uh, you know, the work rate required just now. So he's got players in there who are prepared to put a shift in. I think back, I think it was at St Johnson game, again, we spoke about Stephen Pearson earlier. I mean, Stephen Pearson's now in well in his 30s. Yeah, I was, I, I was going to say, you, you touched on Pearson, but Stephen McManus has been getting mm. rave reviews. Scott McDonald is back among the goals at a better rate than he's been for, for a long, mm. long time. It seems to be the senior players he's getting more out of. D- does that speak volumes for McGee's man management of these guys? Without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt, because these players, terrible thing to say, but they simply weren't doing it under Ian Barraclough. It's it, it, very hard to say they weren't playing for him or the tools were away. I don't know if it's quite as severe as that, but you look at the transformation since Mark McGee came in and it's night and day and as you say Stephen McManus is Stephen McManus is doing what he does you know he defends he just defends you know, he clears his lines keeps it nice and simple we touched on Pearson Pearson made an incredible run from you know his own halfway line to get in behind the St Johnson defence for the, for the second goal against St Johnson over the Christmas period and again Scott McDonald for me has been the standout player Louis Moult has, has had a few goals but Scott McDonald I watched him closely against Celtic when he played and what struck me about that Roger was you looked at McDonald, who obviously had been at Parkhead and had a, a very successful Celtic career in his own right, playing alongside very good at Hesselink, George Samaras. But you looked at the other end of the pitch, and, and Celtic were, you know, Nadia Chifchi, who yeah. laboured an attack, you know, didn't want to chase down the long balls, nothing was sticking to him. Scott McDonald was the exact opposite. He was chasing, he was harrying, he never gave Boyata and Simovic a minute's piece, and he is a player. Scott McDonald's probably fitter now than he was perhaps five, six years ago when he was at Celtic, you know, people think he's at his peak scoring against DC Milan in the Champions League, etc. I would say Scott McDonald's probably fitter now and I would say, I would argue, he's probably enjoying his football now because he's bringing on the likes of Louis Moult, he's, he's helping, he's, I think he thrives on the responsibility of having the younger players round about him at Motherwell. You mentioned the 3-3 draw with the Aki's, but we always look for cup upsets in this round mm. of the competition. 
Hamilton going down the M74 to an Annan team going well in League mm. 2 tricky conditions down there it'll be one that Martin Canning will just want to get back in the bus at 5 o'clock and come back up the road still in the competition <laughs> exactly I mean I don't think you know if it's a, if it's a scrappy 1-0 you're right Martin Canning will take that right now you know they've had that I thought what, what impressed me about Hamilton last week was you know, Motherwell took the lead, and you think, well, that's it. You know, the way Motherwell have been going and the way Hamilton have been defending, that'll be that. But they dug in, they showed resilience, and that's been the hallmark since Hamilton came back to the top flight. And yeah, again, Martin Cannon's a manager who seems just like John Hughes, I think, gets the best out of, you know, a limited squad of players. So they will take, I think they'll, you know, take confidence from, from the way they came back against Motherwell last week, because I think a lot of people thought, well, you know, to lose a goal. And, and to come back so late in the game as well showed a lot of character. It will be a tricky game down there. You're, you're absolutely spot on with that. But I think Aki's will, will, will probably have enough. The Cup weekend, of course, starts on Friday night. The Paisley 2021 Stadium, as we've now got to call it. And it's St Mirren, who haven't had a home win all season against a Partick team which has just taken a mm. point on the road at Petaudry. You were up for the game mm. and came within a minute of taking a point on the road at Celtic Park. You would think the Premiership team yeah. would go there as favourites. If Alec Ray had maybe come in sooner and you know they got a good result last week, and if Alec Ray had come in a wee bit sooner, then you would maybe think, OK, there's maybe something to look at here. But no, I can't see it. I just, I've been so impressed with Partick Thistle and, excuse me, Alan, uh, Alan Archibald this season. Again, shrewd signings, clever signings, bedded them in very quickly. Uh, as we, we keep talking about balance of teams, you know, Partick Thistle have a tremendous balance right throughout their team. Solid at the back, we touched on the boy Liam Lindsay, I think, last time we spoke. Yeah. Like, just a fantastic young talent. So, no, I just think Thistle will have, you know, too much for St Mirren on Friday night, that's for sure. There's an all Premiership clash at McDermott Park on Saturday. St Johnson already into mm. the semi finals of the League Cup against a Kilmarnock side. It'll probably be a blessed relief to get away from from, from league duties for Kilmarnock. Who, who do you fancy for this one, Andy? Well, again, blessed relief for Kilmarnock to be away from league duty, but also to be away from Rugby Park, yeah. because there's no doubt Kilmarnock's results and you know performances have come away uh, from home this season. So, yeah, in terms of that one, you, you, I mean, I don't know, you, you look at Kilmarnock away from home and you think, yeah, that they have, they have the capability, but St Johnson, again, they're a very well-drilled, well-organised team. They've obviously won the Cup recently, and again, I just think St Johnson will probably have too much for Kilmarnock on yeah, the day. Yeah, and, and the team, the St Johnson team, Tommy Wright hasn't changed it too no. much since they won the Cup no. a year past in May, like so Stephen Anderson and Stephen McLean who scored the goals mm. at Celtic Park against the yeah. United, still mainstays of that mm. team, along with the likes of Dave Mackay, Chris Miller, Alan Manis. And that's just indicative of... Scottish football just now, Roger. The managers can't because the money isn't there. You know, you can't wholesale changes every summer. You've got to. Hey, listen, if these guys are. None of these guys are kind of what you would regard as overhill. Some of them are, are knocking on a bit. But I mean, they're still they're doing a job domestically, certainly in the SPFL. So they're reliable, they're trustworthy. There's player, they're, they're players in there that Tommy Wright knows will get a shift out of. And we keep talking about it. I mean, a lot of these teams, it's you know, it's just a, it's there's an honesty running through them, and, and it's, that's you know, it's a lot of St Johnson's success was built on that. You know, the ability to to work, never put the tools away. Kilmarnock, listen, a, a cup run for Kilmarnock might be what they need in terms of the league, but yeah, I just think St Johnson will, 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 will go through that one. It, it can be a big season for St Johnson still in both cup competitions, still in the top six in the Premiership, but the team they play in the League Cup semi-final later this month, <coughs> Hibs, it can be a big season for them, still in the promotion shake-up. Yeah as we see in a League Cup semi-final, and they'll go to Kirkcaldy on Saturday to take on a Wraith Rovers team. They've just beaten the Easter Road last weekend. They have, but I think, again, this... You, you, Hibs, you would say, you know, albeit away from home, you would say Hibs are favourites, Roger, but this is one where... And it could easily flip. You know, if Hibs go out with the Cup, 
just now, you know, how does that affect confidence in terms of coming back into the league business? It's a, it's a tricky game for, for, for Alan Stubbs' men. And it's a farewell for, for John Daly, yeah. I believe, was his last game last for Wraith Rovers before he heads to, to a coaching yeah. position under Craig Levine at Hearts. Mm-hmm. He will want to go out with a bang. Exactly, he will. Uh, you know, it didn't quite happen for him at Rangers, I think that's fair to say, but, you know, what a player he was for United and the, 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 he scored some important goals. Terrific servant, obviously feels the time's right to move into coaching, but as you see, he will want to leave his mark in his final game. Daly's former club Rangers, they start the, the Scottish Cup. Bidmark Warburton's first ever Scottish Cup tie at home to Cowden Beath, live in the telly, Sunday lunchtime. We were both at Dumbarton for, for Rangers 6 0 win at the weekend. When you consider they put four past Hibs the previous mm. Monday, it looks as if they're beginning to build up the momentum they enjoyed in the early weeks of the season. Yeah, there, there, there was obviously a blip, you know, November time, there's, there's no doubt about that, and, and, and the 7.8 point gap that they had opened up was, was, was clawed back. But you're right, you know, very impressive. Uh, all that was lacking from the Rangers' performance in the first half it was more goals against Dumbarton because they certainly knocked on the door. Dumbarton were, were, were camped in at their own 18-yard line, if you like. Second half, they just, you know, uh, went on the rampage. Tavernier looks like the player he was at the start of the season. Four assists against Dumbarton and that terrific strike for the, for the six, saving the best for last. I think Rangers fans just now, I mean, they'll, they'll be expecting to get through that one and I think, you know, you, you, you wouldn't expect any another yourself, but I think they're more concerned about off the field just now. There's a lot of players coming in. Matt Warburton obviously looking ahead to next season. So confidence is high there. And yeah, you cannot see an upset there. We're recording this podcast Thursday morning prior to Andy Hallery's red card appeal at Hamden later in the day. Whether he's freed, whether he's not, do you expect Mark Warburton to, to change the team, make a few alterations, and, and, and give a few of the guys who have played every week a bit of a rest for the Cowden Beef game? I, I don't think he will. I don't. I mean, he, he talks about is the squad that you know is it, is it big enough at Rangers that, that can afford to do that? I don't think he will. I think he keeps talking about you know mindful and, and, and respectful of, of tournaments and opposition. I don't think he will. I think he'll stick with the player. You right, Andy Halliday? That's you know that's the one there that could be the obvious change. Uh, but other than that, I don't think he will. Jella Lem's obviously he's fit again, so he might come into the equation. But I, I don't think he will. I think he'll, he'll he'll put out the strongest team possible. Listen, you know Rangers give themselves three goals in front at half time or whatever, and then make the changes. But I think he'll want to ensure that there are no slip-ups, the job's done, it's done in a professional manner and there's no issue with confidence going back into the Championship a week later. That's the Sunday lunchtime game later in the afternoon, Celtic head down to Stranraer, mm-hmm. Stair Park to take on the, a side struggling near the bottom of League One. There will be at least one change, Logan Bay <coughs> will, will start because Craig Gordon's serving a suspension after his controversial mm-hmm. red card in the semi-final defeat to Cali Thistle last season. Do you think Ronnie Dyla will make a few more alterations to the Celtic team? He might be tempted, but again, you know, it's one of these places you go to. I mean, the Stranraer, I think, we've got Max Curry in the, in the, the paper this morning, Roger, and, you know, an 18-year-old rookie goalkeeper, you know, and Chiff Jake Sertz will be, <laughs> Lee Griffiths will be rubbing their hands and uh, looking forward to get going. You, know, you, would, you would think Celtic again. Uh, Dyla could be very similar to Warburton in that regard, you know, get themselves into a commanding first-half league and then, you know, look to bring in some youngsters and make some changes and, and, and all the rest of it. But again, the way Celtic have been going in the league, Dylan will just want to make sure he gets the job done, he gets it done in a professional manner, and then, uh, you know, get up the road and their names in the, the heart of the and, and of course, you know, people, they'll, they'll dismiss a Sunday afternoon at Stranraer as not being Celtic's most important fixture yeah. of the season, but the Scottish Cup, 
forms a big part of a treble and it was the only trophy that eluded it, Ronnie Dyla last year. Exactly, and, and, and having gone out of Europe, Dyla has made it clear that you know he wants to clean up domestically. So the Scottish Cup, with all its history and heritage, etc., and the prestige that goes with it, still forms a major part of Celtic season. There is absolutely no doubt about that. And as you say, it would it, you know from Celtic's point of view, they'll be hoping it completes the treble. Andy, thanks very much. Enjoy the game at Airdrie. I'm sure you'll get great hospitality from our former head of sport, Ian King at Airdrie. Have a good weekend. Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.